Hi, I'm Grant Dufresne, and welcome to Dufresne Ministries podcast channel. We believe that as you listen to this message, your faith will be stirred and you will be encouraged in whatever you are believing God for today. Stay tuned at the end of this message to find out more information about our ministry. You know, the word says that God's plan for us is that we have days of heaven on earth, that we don't have to wait to go there before we live there. Days of heaven on earth. So we're believing that in these next three days, words that bring heaven to earth are spoken. Amen. And right now, anytime you hear a record or read account of someone who's had a genuine experience of going to heaven, they all remark on the worship. That it pervades the atmosphere of heaven. So the way to have heaven on earth is do what heaven's doing. Amen. Heaven's worshiping. Amen. And when we worship, we step into the flow and join in. I love what it says in in Ephesians chapter 3 when Paul was talking about a certain prayer. And he said, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. The whole family in heaven and earth. Part of the families in heaven, part of the families on earth. And the whole family in heaven and earth can be doing the same thing. Amen. Even though we're in two different locations, we're in the same flow. Amen. When we worship, we're in the same flow. Hallelujah. Worship is the highest act of faith. Because you're worshiping a God you don't see. And anytime you're dealing with the unseen, you've just stepped into faith. Amen. It's an act, the highest act of faith. I'm reminded where they were singing that I was reminded. I love the testimony that was written about Smith Wigglesworth when he was called to the bedside of a woman who was given hours to live. Looked at the very picture of death and there were about six other Christians that had gathered and they're circled around her bed and one by one they're praying and one is praying, oh God, comfort the children. Another is praying, oh God, comfort the husband. And Brother Wigglesworth is praying, oh God, shut them up. (laughs) And when it came that he had the opportunity to pray right before that, he saw the face of Jesus above her bed. And when it came to his turn, he just said, Jesus, Jesus. He just said that name over and over and over. And while he did, she was raised up. And in telling them later, because they asked about those that were present in the room, asked why that happened when he was doing that. And he said, well, the difference between me and you and our prayers is you prayed looking at the dying woman. I prayed looking at Jesus. If we look at what's around us, we'll, we'll have a wrong thought. And we'll have a wrong way of expressing. Aren't you glad he gives us the best place to look? No matter what is around your life, you have the best place to look. And it's all yours for the choosing. We choose. We choose where we look. Every man must choose his world. And every, with every look, we're choosing the world. 
that we're giving expression to. Yeah. That's right. Hallelujah. 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 Well, I don't know about you, but I've come to receive. Cooperate. Respond. It's not about getting God to move. It's about us tapping into what he's doing. And it's, it's just us being sensitive and ready to jump in and not just be spectators, but participators. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated tonight. Before we go any further, you've already heard from Pastor Debbie Simons. Pastor Debbie, stand up. Let them see this pretty lady again. <clears throat> You're going to get to hear from her in the morning. You should be hearing the chainsaw revving right now. <laughs> if we don't hear a bit of a rev, we're going to be disappointed. And then Miss Lindsay Roberts. And Brother Richard came. And I don't know, maybe I need to do a head count. I think there's almost more men on the front row of this women's meeting than, than women. And that's okay with me. That's right, you're well represented. And uh, that's okay. I don't, I'm not real good at preaching girl messages. I don't know the difference because I've just found out that humanity just needs the same thing. <laughs> Amen. And no matter your age, we all just need the same thing. Amen. And uh, it's so funny because they don't know this. I'll tell off on myself. Sometimes, you know, they'll text me or if I get a call and I see, you know, isn't that amazing, this technology that the name pops up? And I say, my friend is calling. They're my friend. And then I get off the phone and I go, Richard Roberts and Lindsay Roberts, they're my friend. And you say, who do you say that to? Just whoever may be listening. The dogs, the maid in that hallway, you know, whoever. I just say, Richard Roberts and Lindsay Roberts are my friend. And you don't know what that means because as a student, I sat at ORU and had no idea that one day we would be in this setting together. And I'm so grateful for the surprises of God. So anyway, they can't get rid of me. Y'all are already my friends. And uh, so I'm just glad my, my circle of, of divine fellowship is growing. Amen. Turn with me tonight, if you would, in your Bibles. Let's go uh, to Jude. And, of course, just the one chapter in Jude. But I had one phrase. I'll read a couple of verses, but it's really just one phrase that the Spirit of God spoke to me several days ago. That will be our jumping off point. And then we'll see where we land. How's that? You got to jump with me, though, so that we can land together. <laughs> Jude, in verse 3 and 4.
says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. Why does he call it common salvation? It's a salvation that belongs to the Jew and the Gentile alike. He says, It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you. The Amplified says something to the effect of, do you have the Amplified right there? Mm -hmm. Read it to me, what it says, and I'll repeat it to them. Three. Yes. Beloved, my whole concern was to write to you in regard to our common salvation. So basically, he intended to do one thing when he started the letter, but then he switched. But I found it necessary and was impelled to write you and urgently appeal to and exhort. I found it necessary and it was, no, it's urgent. This appeal, there's an urgency of the spirit that overtook him in this process of communicating with them. That the spirit piped up and said, wait a minute, there's something more urgent that needs to be said than what you were getting ready to write. And he says, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith, which was once delivered under the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. So basically he's saying this, the original faith of the gospel, which is being destroyed by false teachers. And so he says, because there's false teaching and the false teaching is aimed at Destroying your faith. That's the purpose of it. The devil is putting words in men's mouths who are ungodly, unlike God, in their motive, unlike God in their intent and purpose, and he's aiming it at your faith. So I, it is most needful and urgent for me to write to you to earnestly contend for the faith. Notice that was once delivered. Unto the saints. Why is the devil after our faith? Because without faith, we cannot conduct business with heaven. With faith, we can conduct business with heaven. And not only that, Jesus made this proclamation before he left the earth and he made this grand statement and really a question that really was a statement and said in the Amplified says, when the son of man comes, will he find persistence in faith on the earth? So the devil knows what is needed for the end times, a faith that won't quit, a faith that won't quit. That's what persistence in faith, a faith that will not quit. Because it's a faith that is unaffected and has no regard for the clock and the calendar. As long as the clock and the calendar has our attention, we're not there yet. Amen. Because real faith does not care by what is ticking and how much time is passing because the word is truth no matter what the clock or the calendar is saying. And it shall come to pass. And it shall come to pass. And so Jesus made this statement, when the Son of Man comes, will he find a faith that won't quit? 
And so this is what is being written in this chapter. Jude is earnestly contend. Earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. So notice this, the faith that's been entrusted to us. It's already been entrusted to us. It has to be contended for. Every believer has to contend for the faith that won't quit in their own lives. It's not enough that your pastor has it. You must be a contender for the faith that never gives up, never backs down, unaffected by what's pushing on it, unaffected by what it sees, what it feels. Why? We're contenders. And as I heard Brother Joel Siegel one day say, he said, you're either a contender or a pretender. But a contender will end up living in the spirit of faith, not just knowing the steps of faith. Thank God to know the steps of faith. I don't belittle that. But the principles of faith are not the spirit of faith. And too many times we don't want to just say we know the, the principles of faith. We need to have the spirit of the thing. And it has to be contended for. Notice contended. Yeah. Um, when it says the word earnestly, earnestly contend for the faith, it's adding the intense force. An intense force of contending. It's not just an apathetic, hope it comes, whatever will be, will be. No, it's, it shall be because God said it shall be. And I'm here to see to it that it shall be not because I can make it be, but because I can be the channel it can be through. Amen. And how many of you know, we must conduct or we must develop our faith for every arena of life. We have to have faith for our finances, faith for our health, faith to follow the plan of God, faith to receive our deliverance at times of opposition. We have to develop faith in every arena, but faith works the same in every arena. So we have to contend for faith that is in charge of every arena. Amen. If there's some arena that's falling behind, we have more contending to do. And we'll be contending the rest of our life on this earth. We never arrive. It's a life of contending. Amen. So we see this, that the devil would love for us to get a wrong version of faith. Why? That's why he was sending false teachers, ungodly men, men that were responding to the wrong influence coming in and perverting through what they were saying, diminishing the faith of people. And uh, wrong versions of faith come through wrong thinking and wrong teaching. The version that we're to have, Jesus said, of course, in Mark eleven twenty two, have the faith, have faith in God or as the Greek says, have the faith of God, or we could say have the God kind of faith. So that's the version of faith, the God kind of faith. What's the God kind of faith? It talks to things. It knows that things will obey it, so it talks to it. Amen. If we aren't receiving what the word says is ours, 
then in some way we had the wrong version of faith because the God kind of faith always receives. There's no risk to the God kind of faith. Amen. So if, if we are not receiving what God says is already made ours, but with our faith we lay hold of it and we're, we're not receiving it the way it's been made available to us, then we have the opportunity to check our version. Am I going by the way I was raised? Am I going by the hardships I've, pa- I've, I've faced in the past? Am I, am I allowing the fear that I saw dominate my parents, dominate the way I raised my family? You see, we have to check what is our version. Yeah. What's a wrong version? A head faith. Trying to believe mentally. There's no faith in your mind. The faith is in your heart. And it takes skill through practice and through the help of the Holy Ghost and the word to put this in neutral, put the mind in neutral so that you can sink down into settle down and rest on what's in your heart and draw out of that place. Faith is the diligent effort to rest in God. It is an effort. It's a diligent effort to rest. And until we're, re- until we're resting, we're not at the right version of faith. Now, don't, be- don't misunderstand me. I said resting, not inactive. I like what Morgan preached. She preached a sermon. She has a series on it out there. She said, cast your care, but not your expectation. And so many people think casting the care on the Lord means just not even applying anything. No, you still have to, you still have to hold to your expectation, which is the God kind of faith that, that we're resting, but we're not inactive in that rest. We're reclining on his word and, and filling our mouth and thoughts with it. Amen. I think it's interesting that in this writing that he said earnestly contend for. He didn't say earnestly contend against. Amen. Because what we're for will put us on the right side of the issue. (laughs) We are are to be for something. We're contending for what is genuine. That's what he... He said, earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints, not what they're trying to push today. What these teachers, that, these false teachers that were showing up in this day that Jude was referring to, there's false teachers that are pushing something else. Don't contend for that. Contend for the genuine. What was the genuine? It was once delivered to the saints. It came through our spiritual forefathers. It came through our spiritual lineage. It came through, it came through Paul and it came through all these men of faith and it came through, uh, it came through John Wesley and it came through Martin Luther and it came through uh, Smith Wigglesworth and Dr. Summerall and Brother Hagen and Oral Roberts, all of these men of faith that they were, they were passing on the genuine, the genuine version of faith. And that has to be contended for because if not, people who are unknowledgeable will rise up and start trying to take a place of, of, of take a voice of teaching what they know nothing about. 
And we have to say, wait a minute, that's not the real thing. That's not the real thing. How do you know? By the fruit. By the fruit. The fruit of the life. I tell you what, when you're operating in the genuine flow of faith, the cleaner you live. The purer you live. The, your, your consecration matures. It doesn't stand on the verge of the world and the verge of the, verge of the, the church. We have to contend that I'm not letting in what, what might be loud or popular. Because I'm contending for, I'm not against them. I'm for the genuine. I'm for what was once delivered to the saints. Why? Because we're stewards of that so that that message isn't lost. When the message grows dim, the wrong teachers sound right. And the devil is seeking to pervert faith. That's his... Pervert the faith. Why? Because if their faith has error in it, if they had the wrong version of faith, they're done. They're done receiving no healings, no miracles, no deliverance, no revelation with the wrong version of faith. Have a version. That's what the devil wants. Have a version. He doesn't care what country it comes out of. He doesn't care who, it, who on television promotes it. Just have any old version of faith. That's not right. There's only one version. It's the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith. And we have to earnestly contend for it. Amen. Notice Jude instructed us to contend for the faith. He didn't say contend for power. He didn't say contend for the anointing. He didn't say contend for authority. He didn't say contend for preeminence. So many people are contending for the wrong thing. They're contending, but for the wrong thing. Some are contending for their money. I'm not called to contend for money. He told us contend for one thing. Why? Because that's the door that everything else flows in through. When the door of faith is open wide, there's no shutting down the flow of what heaven has provided. Faith is not going to meet your needs. Faith is not going to heal your body. Faith is not going to set you free. Set you free. Faith is simply a pipeline through which God's grace, God's power, God's healing power, the flow of prosperity flows through. Faith is simply a pipeline. We are saved by grace. We're not saved by faith. We're saved by grace through the pipeline of faith. That when that pipeline of faith is in place, then grace can reach your life and salvation is the result. So now you know why Jude said earnestly contend for the faith. Could we say this? Earnestly contend to protect your pipeline. Have the right pipeline. Because as long as your pipeline is in place, then God has access to your life. There's a flow of healing power, delivering power, the power to prosper that can flow without hindrance when there's a pipeline. And my goodness, uh, you can have the right version of faith, but don't let it get damaged. That's right. 
We came, we came up here to the church, I don't know, uh, well, it's several years ago. And um, they had called Stephen, because Stephen, my son, he, he oversee, oversees all the, the buildings and the properties, and, and uh, he's, the, he's the know-it-all guy about it. And uh, there was a pipeline, a sewage line that got broken out here in the uh, parking lot. The pipeline was there, but because it was damaged, what was flowing through it came to wrong places. <laughs> and so that was on a Sunday morning. And so it's like text everybody and say, use your facilities before you come to the church because the pipeline is damaged. Just having faith. We have to constantly examine. Not with the idea of accusing ourselves, but with the idea of keeping it sound yes. so that it doesn't get injured with, what, well, what would injure it? Offense, uh, unforgiveness, yeah. fear, yeah. doubt, yeah. all these different things that can injure the pipeline. Faith is simply a pipeline. Yes. Yes. So, you know this in time of war, when one country is fighting another, you know what they start attacking? Pipelines, yeah. accesses, yeah. bridges. Right. You cut off access. Yeah. You can starve a city into submission. Yeah, that's what has, has happened many times during war. We were in St. Petersburg, Russia, and they were telling us of it when, when Hitler tried to isolate. He cut off everything. And what I forgot, a year and a half or something, no, nothing coming in. What? Cut the access. This is what Jude is warning by the Holy Ghost. Contend for your access. Your faith is your access. Your faith is your pipeline. Amen. <clears throat> So notice this, the devil, if I could say this, he really doesn't have to attack your finances. He just attacks the pipeline. He doesn't have to attack your health, so to speak, in the sense, just attack the pipeline. Get your thinking wrong. Get your believing wrong. Get your saying wrong. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are to earnestly contend for the faith once delivered to the, the saints. Why? Because we're stewards of that. Yes. It is our responsibility to pass to the next generation the genuine, yes. the genuine version yes. of faith, which is the God kind of faith. Yes. Right. Amen. 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 One way to contend for the faith is become skillful in faith. Yes. It's, we, we should have faith, but we have to be skillful in the way that faith is fed, in the way that faith is exercised, in the way that it's expressed. Amen. Um, I tell these visions that have happened with Dad Hagen and my husband because I don't want to let them slip. We need the revelation that's contained in them. But although it happened to them, it was for our benefit as well. So I take personal possession of them. I refer to them often, even in my own life, when I'm needing to have some clarity on something, I go back to what did God say through these experiences. And uh, from credible 
sources. And uh, we were doing a meeting years ago in the 90s in Anaheim, California, and it was a two-day meeting. And the second day of the meeting, Ed could not, he didn't know quite what direction to take the service. So he kept having the, you know, the musicians to keep going and going. And finally, uh, he had a gal to get on the B3 organ. And when she did, there's the Leslie, which is the speaker, the sound comes out of for the organ, that was by the organ. And when she started playing it, Ed saw into the spirit and saw a cloud come rolling out. And that cloud got more and more dense and more and more dense. And when it got completely dense, Jesus stepped out of the cloud and stood in front of him. And then fire shot out of his eyes at Ed and said, you're not being skillful with the healing anointing. And then he stepped back in the cloud. Now he was speaking to Ed specifically about skill regarding the healing anointing, but generally he was speaking about skill. Lack of skill displeases the father. Why? Because when someone's not skillful, someone's not going to receive. People that should receive and could receive won't due to lack of skill. Amen. Skill matters. Lack of skill displeased him. Ed said, you don't, he said, people say they want to see Jesus. You don't want to see him when fire is shooting out of his eyes at you. He said, I, that was not a pleasant experience. But the lack of skill, because what happened then people who should have been healed weren't. People who could have been healed weren't. People Jesus paid such a price for them to be healed didn't receive it. Why? Lack of skill. Not lack of power, lack of skill. Remember the passage, and we quote it, that we want to, Jesus wants to say went to us when we all get to heaven, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Yeah. So many times we say, I just want to be faithful. But notice before listed faithful was good. Yes. If you're a good, at, if you're good at your job, you're skillful. Uh -huh. yeah. yes. We could say it this way, well done, thou skillful uh -huh. and faithful servant. Yeah. It doesn't matter so much that you're faithful if you don't have skill at what you're faithful with. That's true. You're faithfully doing it wrong <laughs> without skill. Yeah. Faithfully doing it wrong. He wants to say, well done, thou good, skillful, skillful. Without skill, power is hindered. Without skill, God cannot manifest the way he wants to. We must not only have these, have faith, we must be skillful with it. That's part of contending yeah. for the faith. Amen. 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 Wouldn't we say this if you are an employee of a company, that if you're not good at your position, don't expect promotion. Right? What do we know in just naturally in a business, if we want to be promoted, what has to happen? We have to be skillful, but yet people all the time want to be promoted financially. They want to be promoted with their health. They want to be promoted in different things. Not that we're earning it, but we have to become skillful with what promotes us. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
I start off by saying this tonight because God said to me, I was, I just came back from a five and a half week tour on Friday and uh, it was, I had a great time and I, I found out something. There's a momentum that happens when you don't come home. <laughs> Seriously, there, on that long a time, there is a momentum that happens of the anointing and and in the middle of that, not at the first of it, but at the middle of it, I started the first night at a certain church at the Clarksville church where you were at. And I, the first night that was to start in my hotel room, the spirit of God kept saying, it's time for miracles. It's time for miracles. It's time for miracles. Now, now know this. It's always been time for miracles. But what is he saying? The spirit is saying he's emphasizing that we need to emphasize that. It's always been time for miracles. So that's not like there's a time when it's not time for miracles. But he's saying when he says it's time for miracles, it's not just so we can say, oh, good, it's time for miracles. It's time to become skillful. That's what he's saying. You're going to have to become skillful because it's time for these things to happen. And without skill, they won't happen. You say, well, I'm not a preacher. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover is written to every believer. I'm not talking to preachers either. I'm talking to the whole body. Don't dismiss yourself because you're a layman in the local church. You are a part of something great. And it puts a demand on us to be skillful with what has this great flow that belongs to us. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians chapter two, first Corinthians chapter two and verse four, Paul in his writing. Now what I want to flip over to is now skill, skill of faith toward the power of God. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4, Paul was writing and he said, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. So notice this, man's wisdom can entice people into thinking they have something they don't have. He said, my speech and my preaching is not enticing you with what I know, you're not going to get impressed with me. (laughs) But my speech and my preaching is in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Notice he didn't say the laying on of hands, my speech and my preaching demonstrated power. Meaning people were set free just when he talked. People received answers just when he talked. People received revelation just when he talked. Power was made available just through him talking. That's called skill. You say, well, that's called power. Yes, but there's a lot. Power is available to every, every Christian, but not everyone has the skill that their speech is making a difference. And he says, but my speech and my preaching was in demonstration of the spirit and a power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in that your faith should stand in the power of God. 
your faith should stand. The God kind of faith believes in the power of God. The God kind of faith believes in the power of God. I said the God kind of faith believes in the power of God and everything is easy for God. Everything is, everything is easy for God. Amen. Just because men struggle with something or it's impossible to man, don't accuse God of, of, our, of human limits. Humanity does have limits on it. There are many things impossible in, the, in, in, in our natural realm to, to man. There are just some things men cannot do. But we should not accuse God of the same limitations. He is not a man that he should lie. <laughs> now what's that mean what's hard for us is easy for him easy 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 your need is easy for the power of God your need is easy for the power of it's easy it is so easy that's the right version <laughs> A faith toward the power of God. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Jesus on one occasion appeared to Dad Hagen. See, these things you have to know and these things you need to dig around and find them and not let them slip. And bring them to this generation because there's such light that's needed. So that we can grow in our skillfulness. Jesus appeared to Dad Hagen on one occasion and he said this, When I was on the earth, I was the power of God. Now he's talking about through his three years of earthly ministry. When I was on the earth, I was the power of God. He said if people needed a miracle, if they needed power, he said they had to get to me. That's why the people thronged me. That's what he told Dad Hagen. That's why they pushed and pressed and they followed him everywhere because they recognized power flowed. That they received help for their lives. And so Jesus was telling Dad Hagen, when I was on the earth, I was the power of God. If they needed, if they needed power, they had to get to me. But then he followed it up. But now that the Holy Ghost has been sent and is on the earth. The power of God is present everywhere. Now think of that. You need to, ah! The power of God is present everywhere. The power of God is present everywhere. The power of God is present everywhere. It's present everywhere. That's how come people can get saved in their car. I got saved in my car. It wasn't confined to the church. Thank God we should have a great manifestation of God's power in the church. But don't think you can only receive your help at the church because the power of God is present everywhere. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is present everywhere. He is without body. He is without the limitations of a body that Jesus had. That's why when Jesus walking as a man, that power was limited to his body. But the Holy Ghost now has a body called the body of Christ. <laughs> and it's everywhere. It's everywhere. But can I tell you, the power of God is present in the body. 
But I want you to know the power of God is present in the earth. It's above us, beneath us, to the left, to the right. The power of God is present everywhere, but the best is it dwells in us. Amen. So when people pray, God send the power, they show lack of skill. Lack of skill. Thank God that Jesus said these things to Dad Hagen and how much has been lost because people didn't pay attention. They're praying for God to send. Amen. Now, listen, God blesses and God will come upon with the anointing. I'm not diminishing that. But that is no substitute for the power that's already present. I love something that uh, they, they asked Smith Wigglesworth about when he was uh, speaking to a classroom of students because he had such a demonstration of the spirit of faith through his ministry that over 20-something people raised from the dead under his ministry. We have to have the spirit of faith to do that. And they asked him, they said, talk to us about the spirit of faith. He said, when I am standing in front of a hopeless situation, I, I send all my faith to God. And he said, and it's not enough for hopeless situations. So he said, once I have sent all my faith, then another faith comes and meets my faith called the spirit of faith, the gift of faith, the gift of faith, one of the nine manifestations of the spirit. But notice this. He said, once I have sent all my faith, then another faith called the gift of faith comes and meets and joins and accomplishes what just natural saving faith is not enough for. Now, what's that mean? People praying for God to send power. How about we just use all the power right now that's already available? That's the same, the same thought process. People are praying for God to send power when they're not even using what's available to them. I remember one preacher saying that he prayed, oh God, he's, he, in his younger days of ministry, he said, oh God, speak to me. He said, for three weeks I fasted at different times and prayed, oh God, speak to me, speak to me, speak to me. And he said, after three weeks, God said, why don't you just read my word? <laughs> and if I have anything more I need to say to you, I will. <laughs> what's he mean by that? Why don't you use what's already available to you? Quit looking for something extra to come. The Holy Ghost is present on the earth. Power is present on the earth. It's in us. It's around us. It's waiting for faith that doesn't give up. A faith that will not quit. Amen. Listen. Power's present in your car right now. Power's present in your kitchen. Power's present in your office right now. That's why you can, get, you can get people saved anywhere in the earth, anywhere. Why? Because power to save is present. That's why you can get them healed anywhere. Why? Because the power to heal is present. That's why you can get them delivered anywhere. Because the power to deliver is present. It's present. It's present. It's present. It's present. And this is what Paul said, that your faith would not stand in the wisdom, what you can figure out, but that your faith should stand in the power of God. What power? The power that's already present. Have faith in the power that is on the inside of you. That's what Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You shall receive 
power after that the Holy Ghost has come. See, that's what the day of Pentecost was, the Holy Ghost changing residences, changing addresses. We don't know what it's like to be on an earth without the Holy Ghost. But before the day of Pentecost, they were on the earth without the person of the Holy Spirit. No wonder there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Filled all the house where they were sitting and then went out from there. Why? When someone was contending, the Holy Ghost could arrive at that place. And then went out through the whole earth through that open door of their faith. That's why Jesus said, go to Jerusalem, tarry there, wait there. Why? Contend. The Holy Ghost is going to come. Contend for that. What are they doing? In faith, they're expecting. They're waiting. They're they're releasing their faith. They're getting in unity. One accord. Amen. And the Holy Ghost saw his entrance place and entered to the earth through that upper room. Praise the Lord. Now, this power, Jesus said, because the Holy Ghost is present everywhere, power is present everywhere. This is what trips up so many people. You have to remember this power is unseen and unfelt. People will only many times believe in the power they can feel. That they think if they can't feel it, it's not present. The power that is present everywhere is unseen and most of the time unfelt. But it's still present. You can believe in a power that you don't feel. Power you don't see. You ever been to a dentist office and they're going to take an x-ray of your teeth? You know what they do? They walk in and they put this heavy apron over your vital organs. Why? Because power is fixing to start flowing in that room. And they're trying to separate that power from your vital organs. So they lay this apron over your vital organs. Then you know what they do? Walk out. Walk out. Go around the corner. Push a button. You hear You didn't see anything, didn't feel anything. It was still flowing. It was still flowing. I don't care whether we see it, whether we feel it. It still flows when faith activates it. Amen. God's power. Now see, thank God for doctors. You appreciate what they're endeavoring to do because at least they're not as confused as some people. They, knew, they know we're trying to get rid of disease. Some people don't know that. They think God's putting it on people, you know. At least the doctors know about God and that they had the right, the same thinking that God does get rid of it. (laughs) But uh, the thing is so impressive is doctors that, for example, if there's a cancer, they haven't learned how to kill the cancer without killing the body. They target the cancer, but it destroys the health of the body around it. God's power is so impressive. It can go in and target one gene, one cell, and make everything else around it totally perfect. It won't destroy anything while it's bringing health. 
It's amazing. Think of the, think of the power of God. Think of it. Targeting. Targeting a disease. Targeting a symptom. Targeting a pain. And it's not destroying anything else except that which is unlike God. It's impressive. And that's the power we'll, we have in us. That's the power we have around us. We need to have faith in this power, as Paul was talking about, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but that your faith should stand in the power of God. Then, then Jesus went on and said to Dad Hagen, this is part two. He went on and said to him, there's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one. Think of, think of that statement. There is enough power in every, he didn't say every sick room of a believer. He said there's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up. I don't care how close they are to death. Within uh, seconds of dying, there's enough power to raise up or, or, or what he said is wrong. But what he said is not wrong. There's enough power, no matter how close they are to death, no matter how far gone the body looks, no matter how emaciated, no matter how much weight is lost and how much muscle tone is lost, there's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up the sick one if they only knew it was present and would give it action. Two conditions, know it's present, give it action. Know it's present, give it action. Notice this, just because it's present doesn't mean it's active. It doesn't mean it's in manifestation. Praise the Lord. Uh, Brother Copeland had just gotten back from Lima, Peru, and he called me when he got back because I had... I was asking him, how was your trip to Lima? It, we, we were texting and, and then the phone rings. I go, oh, this is going to be good because he can't text. The, <laughs> this is too good to put into a keyboard. And he called and he said, Nancy, I have to tell you what happened in Lima. He said, we had the meetings in a convention center. And he said, down the street was a hospital while we were having the meetings. There was a woman who was dying of cancer in a hospital room and said the doctor was in her room with her examining her. And she says, she started saying, I'm just, I'm on fire. I'm on fire. My whole body feels like it's burning up. And he saw that she's looking red and he, he start, he's in there, thankfully, at the time that she's experiencing this. And he checks the, the tumor, uh, the cancer, and he can't find it. And within a short time, they dismissed her. They couldn't find it anymore. She's walking home from the hospital and has to pass in front of the convention center. And she sees some kind of sign that says healing or something that caught her attention. She walks in at the time Brother Copeland's giving the altar call and walks down and gets saved. So... There was enough power in her sick room, in her hospital room, unsaved, to raise her up. Well, she didn't know it was present. She didn't give it action. No, but she was within radius. 
She was within radius of people and power that was flowing. And Brother Copeland said a statement. He said, Nancy, no telling how many people were healed that we never heard about that got up out of that hospital. And I said, Brother Copeland, don't you remember the testimony of Maria Woodworth Edder that she writes in her book that in a 50-mile radius, people were falling out under the power of God. In their homes, they would be on the roads riding in their wagons and fall out on the ground under the power of God. Why? Because somebody knew the power, had faith in the power, was skillful with the power, made it available, and it went out in a radius and blessed those who had no idea they had no skill with the power, no understanding of the power, but somebody in a central location to them knew about the power. Some, some of you are just look, sitting there looking at me. I don't know how you can stain your skin. I just don't know. Because, I mean, this stuff thrills me. That it only takes one person that knows skill, that has the God kind of faith, in this power it only takes one and there's a radius that will work a radius it will activate that power that is present it's not enough that the power is present it's got to be in manifestation what brings it into manifestation faith that's right i was preaching on the power of god that the power of god is present years ago here in the church you know, just like electrical power, it's always been present in the atmosphere. But because no one was digging around, asking, taking initiative toward that power until one day Benjamin Franklin sees this lightning up in the sky, he recognizes, now that's power. And he thinks, can I initiate contact? Can I on purpose make contact with that power Without it coming to me, can I go to it? So he sends up a kite. We know the story. With the, with the key on the string and realizes, hey, got a real charge. He could initiate power. Why? He, he got interested. He got interested. He got interested. And then he didn't just get interested. Okay, good. I, I found out I can do that. No, now he wanted to wait a minute. What if I can not only initiate, what if I can uh, store that power and then assign it? Assign that power. And that's what him and other men like him started doing. And from the time of Adam, there was power, there was electrical power in the atmosphere that no one had skill with. Just because it's present doesn't mean it's blessing anybody. Just because the Holy Ghost power is present has to come into manifestation to bless. There's power in the theater, but not too many are getting healed in the theater tonight. Why? Because no one's there bringing it into manifestation. Power, faith in the power of God activates it. And this is what Paul said. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but that your faith should stand in the power of God. Why? Because when your faith is attached to the power, it activates it. And then it 
then it goes out and blesses people who had no idea about the goodness of God. No idea how to receive. No idea how to activate the power that we can activate it in, in the behalf of those who don't know. How good is God? Just get somebody there that knows. So I was preaching. I was preaching on the power of God. And after several weeks of preaching on it, I found my, I heard myself, I was starting the service and I was walking from side to side of the platform saying, let the power fall. Let the power fall. And then I walked back and forth and I was saying this out of my spirit and my head wasn't, I was saying it before my head caught up with it, you know, and then I'm having a conversation. I said, now God, I've been telling the power is present. Now I'm saying, let the power fall. And I've been teaching it wrong. He said, just because it's present doesn't mean it's moving. He said, it's like a, the illustration he gave me just in a moment of time was a child's pinata at a birthday present. He said, contained in that pinata is the treats, the goodies, the candy, the things the children want. But just because it's in the room doesn't mean anyone's partaking. Somebody has to strike it and open it up. And that's the example he gave me. He said, just as when a kid strikes that pinata with a stick, it breaks open and everyone who didn't even strike it gets to gather it up, gather it up, gather it up. Yeah. And so he said, words of faith are the stick that strikes the power of God. Words of faith. I believe in the power of God. That's what strikes and brings that power into manifestation. If it's not manifestation, it doesn't matter that it's present. It's almost criminal for it to be present and people not receiving. It's almost criminal of us not to become skillful when so many need it. When so many need it. Amen. It only takes one. Brother Norville was telling us that uh, him and Dad Hagen were riding in the car one day and they were stopped at a stoplight and a crippled man came walking across the crosswalk. And Brother Norville said to Dad Hagen, is it the will of God to heal that man? And Brother Hagen said, yes, if someone will pay the price. What did he mean by that? Jesus already paid the price for healing. What did he mean? If someone will pay the price to become skillful. With the healing power made available. Let me tell you something. Skill and power calls for consecration. Amen. Not that we earn it, but you can't mix the, the, the love of the world with the faith in the power. It starts isolate. Nothing else interests you. When you start tapping into this greater flow, it's like, this just is not interesting to me anymore. And Dad Hagen was talking about paying the price of, and it's, listen, paying the price, if there's a car that's a $100,000 car and they say, we'll give it to you for $10,000, I'll pay the price and brother, I'll be glad to pay that price because of what you're getting for the price. 
right? So when we hear pay the price, people put a negative connotation. Whatever price that's paid to become skillful, not to earn it, but to become skillful is a bargain at any price because of what is available to power that it will work. Amen. Hallelujah. We were in uh, the family. We were in um, Hawaii, Maui years ago, preaching there because someone must go. Someone must. And so we took Stephen and Morgan and Grant. They didn't have the babies yet. And we were there a couple of days and then the power went out on our side of the island. So, I mean, there was no cooking at the hotel. There's no lights. There's no hair dryer. The big thing was there was no charging of devices. This was the big thing. No devices could be charged. And I mean, Grant, I don't remember how old he was. And Stephen, I mean, they were just beside themselves. Well, what are we going to do? Oh my gosh, you might have to talk to us. You just might have to. Because I grew up in Oklahoma. You know, remember with three stations on the television? And they were in black and white. And to even get the station in, one person at the TV, one person at the door, and the other on the roof turning the, the antenna. Nope, 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 nope. Go back, go back, go back. <laughs> so we know what to do when there's no fun around. We brought our own fun. But these kids, you know, they were struggling because they didn't know what to do with no power. Well, Mo yeah, Morgan knows about no power. She's from Florida. Okay, let's be honest, my boys. <laughs> so when we went to church, the church was on the other side of the island, and that side had power. So when you got to church, you could just look at people and tell what side of the island they had just come from. Because the people without power, our hair showed no power. Our clothes were wrinkled, no power. <sighs> We could just look at you and tell. We can look at lives and tell who's accessing power. Who is accessing power? And encourage you, don't let people go, oh, I know what side of the island you live on. <laughs> I believe in the power of God. There's enough power. There's enough power. I said, there's enough power in this room right now. There's enough power in this room right now. I love what, I love what one, one grandmama was telling us. She said her grandmother was part of the Azusa Street Revival. And she said they went to a church that there was no instruments. There were no chairs. If you wanted a chair, you had to bring a chair. She brought a rocking chair. Well, you might as well. Right? She brought a rocking chair, and there was just a wooden floor, no instruments, no microphones, but they would just get together, and they would sing and worship the Lord. And they said that under the, the, there would be a group of these grandmamas that would arrive at church about an hour early. Why? Because they had skill at getting in the presence of God and striking the power of God. Whether they understood those terminologies or not, that's what they were doing. They were striking the power of God and bringing it into manifestation. Then when the people came in, they could just walk into their answer, walk into their help, walk into it. And they didn't even have to know what was going on. They just got in proximity of someone with skill. And they would come, she said, an hour early. 
and said they would, they would begin to worship God and worship God and said all of a sudden one of them you would hear would start stomping her foot on that wooden floor but did it under the Holy Ghost, under the anointing. Now there's a difference because it, when the anointing's there, it's not about instruments, it's about the anointing. And so she just, she just started tapping her foot under the Holy Ghost, you know, and said the power of God just, why? By faith. They're just there, just releasing their faith. And then one, one is stomping her foot, and then another grandmama goes, Jesus. And then, man, the meeting's on, the meeting's on. <laughs> Why, just the little grandmamas, they're accessing the power, bringing that into manifestation. And we can get up in the morning because the mercies are new every day. Mercies are new every day. Power is waiting on you when you get up in the morning. Power is there available when you wake up in the middle of the night and something is bothering or trying to bother you. Quit talking about the one who's been defeated. Can I tell you this? You are authorized to live as though you have no enemy. You're authorized to live that way. Why? Because he is your subject. You are his master. Jesus defeated him, stripped him, spoiled him, reduced him to nothing. Don't let nothing trouble your life. To worry is to let nothing in your thought life. When you wake up in the middle of the night, don't be troubled by anything. Power is there. Power is there. Power is there. It's there. Give it access. Give it, get, give it expression. How do you do this? That your faith, your faith would not stand in the wisdom of men, but the power of God. And what did Peter say? We are kept by the power of God. What? Through faith. It's our faith that activates the power that keeps us. When I get on an airplane, I don't bind this, I don't bind that, I don't bind this. I say, I'm kept by the power of God. Why? I'm contending for something, not against something. I'm contending for something. I don't care what your need is tonight, there's power. There's power, and it's so, can I say this? It is so easy for that power to meet your need. So easy for that power to change that condition in your body. So easy, so easy for new body parts to grow. So easy for new hearts to come. So easy, it's so easy for the power of God. It's so, how can you say, Pastor Nancy, how can you say it's easy? Because I don't think about it, I just believe it. If you think about it, you'll talk yourself out of your miracle. But if you'll just say, you know what? I believe in the power of God. I don't have to figure out and calculate it. I just have to believe. I believe. I believe in the power of God. I believe. Stand with me. Stand with me tonight. I believe in the power of God. Say it. I believe in the power of God. I believe in the power of God. I believe in the power of God. I believe. In the power of God. It's present right here. It's present. It's, it's present. Hallelujah. 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 Anybody with pain in your body, symptoms in your body, disease in your body, right now you can receive of that power. It's just waiting for someone to respond to it. 
I said it's just waiting for someone to respond to it. Just receive of it. You say, how do I? With words. Words strike that power. Cause it to flow into your need, into your situation. Lift up your voice and say, what do you need that power to do for you? What do you need that power to do for you? What do you need it to do for you? What do you need it to do for you? Say it. I believe in the power of God. I believe in the power of God. Say this with me. The power of God. It's in me. It's around me. It's working in my body right now. It's working in my family right now. It's working in my business right now. It's working in my home right now. It's working with every need I have. The power of God, it far exceeds the need and it meets every need. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You say, Pastor Nancy, I don't feel any different. No, 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 it's not about a felt power. It's not about a seen power. It's about a power that's present. Amen. Just receive right now. You can receive right now. Right now. Just receive right now. Whatever it is you need, just receive it right now. Hallelujah. 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 Necks that are being healed right now. Just receive it. Just receive it. Move your neck around. Not to check and see if it worked, but to give action. Give action to that anointing. I believe in the power of God. Hallelujah. There's somebody's elbow being healed right now. Right now. It's being healed. Move it. Move it. Move it. Not checking to see if it worked, but giving it action. We believe in the power of God. We believe in the power of God. Uh, some, some ladies, female organs, you're having problems in the female organs. Receive the power of God right now. It's healing right now. It's healing. It's healing. Hallelujah. It's readjusting. It's repositioning. It's changing situations in there. Amen. Somebody's throat is being healed right now. There's something in this area, in this area, in this area, this area. It's, it's yours right now. Say, thank you, Father. It's mine. Thank you, Father. It's mine. Thank you, Father, that it's mine. Thank you, Father, that it's mine. Ears being healed right now. Right now. Hallelujah. It's mine. It's mine. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody with shoulder problems. Shoulder problems. No more. No more. That power is working right now. Give action to that power. Amen. Move that shoulder around. Not to see if it worked, but giving action to that anointing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 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 Somebody, it seems there's something with your esophagus. I mean, there's a, there's a problem with your swallowing. That's, that's healed right now. Just receive that. Just receive that power into that area. Say, it's mine. It's mine. I believe in the power of God. I believe. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Isn't it, isn't it, isn't it just as easy to say, I believe in the power of God as to say, why, is, why are things not changing? Hallelujah. 
somebody stomp down on your foot it's being healed right now in Jesus name every bit of that the feet problems leaving in Jesus name move it around move it around give action to that anointing hallelujah 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 some pain that's been going all the way right down the right right down the leg from the top of the thigh all the way down I don't know if it's a muscle a tendon or what but there's been a recurring pain that's healed right now that's that's healed right now Hallelujah. Say, it's mine. It's mine. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. There's somebody that's been having pain behind the eyes. It's like an eye pressure. There's headaches behind the eyes. Uh, you're, you're healed right now. Right now. That power, that power is working right now. Hallelujah. 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 Listen, the Holy Spirit is a performer. When we speak right, we give him something to perform. When we quit saying, he has to quit performing. Amen. So don't leave this place and go, well, I felt better in, in the service, but now I, I, some, no, no, no. The power is present when you walk out of the building. The power is in your car. Just keep just keep talking about the power, releasing your faith. Don't talk about what you're feeling. Talk about the power that makes everything whole. Amen. Hallelujah. We were in uh, Paducah, Kentucky, and you're, uh, you're, you're, on, you're slated to go there at some point in time. And I called for those who had, body, who had in their bodies uh, plates, metal plates, screws, rods, because that's one area of endowment that God has given, given us in this ministry where we get results. And there were several that came up and one man came up and I said, where do you have any plates or screws? He says, everywhere. I go, what do you mean everywhere? He said, everywhere. My arms, my legs, my, my back, my shoulders, my hips, everywhere. He says, I was riding on a bicycle and he said, I got hit head on by a truck broke nearly every bone in my body and then he said just a couple years ago I was hit a second time and he said I just got off of a cane I think last week and he took off running around the building no pain what was it the power and see to us we that, that and it is impressive but I tell you it's so easy it's so easy for the power of God it's so easy it is so so easy Amen. I believe in the power of God. I believe in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody else being healed in their throat right now. In the area of the throat, somebody else is being healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you right now, just raise your hand. You can already tell whether it's changed completely or you can already just tell a difference. Raise your hand in something. Raise it high. We want to see it. Raise it real high. I want everybody to look around. Keep the hands raised high. High, high, high. Look around. Look around. Isn't Jesus good? Isn't Jesus good? The power of God is present. Doing the work. Do you see how easy that is? Yeah. No matter where you're at, no matter when you need it, it's there. All you have to do is give it attention. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, thank you. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. 
We give you glory and honor and praise. You're such a wonderful healer. You're such a wonderful healer. I was reading after one man that talked about an experience of going to heaven. And in that, he talked about how God explained to him, how Jesus explained to him when he was watching a service and angels would come with body parts from heaven and would stand by the people who needed them in a service. And he said then he would watch that the people wouldn't respond and the angels would go back to heaven and take the body part and put it back. I don't want something that was mine to leave without me. I want to leave with it. What was it waiting? And, and he said this, he said the people just would not respond to it. Amen. Those who respond best receive most. Amen. I believe in the power of God. I believe, I believe in the power of God. I believe in the power of God. Amen. Earnestly contend for faith in the power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sister Lindsay, you got anything, love? Is there a microphone? So when we first started worshiping, um, I started talking out loud, but I had, in my brain, I lost the awareness that there was anybody else in the room. Mm. And I just listened to myself talking out loud. Mm. And then I kept thinking in my head, suddenly I came to my head and thought, there's other people here. And it didn't matter, I just kept right. talking out loud. Mm -hmm. And I know the Lord was telling me, decree it now, decree it now. There's an atmosphere to decree it now. There's mm -hmm. an atmosphere mm -hmm. to decree it now, decree mm -hmm. it now. And I just began to decree things for the ministry, for physical bodies, for, yeah. for everything here and there. Yeah. And the Lord said to me, uh, go over and tell Nancy there's a fat check coming. Mm -hmm. A fat, F-A-T, check, C-H-E-C-K. Now, I don't know about you, but a fat check fat to check. me is different than a skinny check. <laughs> Somehow a, a fat check seems to have more in it than a skinny check. And so I just kept calling it out. And the whole time I was just sitting there, it was like I left this planet mm. and I was somewhere mm. that I had been before, but I hadn't been recently. Mm -hmm. And I know that God was taking me to a place to decree it in the heavenlies. Mm -hmm. And I know that we pull things out of mm, the heavenlies. Right. And I call forth finances yes, yes. out of the heavenlies. So you Thank will you never Father. for the rest of this ministry ever even have Thank to think Father. about finances. Yes. That people will sow and give, not because there's a Thank need, you, but they want desperately to connect to the power that's flowing. When you sow, Thank you, you become a joint partaker. A yes. partner is a joint partaker, which means you attach yourself yes. to whatever it is that's flowing. And while people will want to give to you because they're attaching themselves to whatever's flowing, thank God for that. That's wonderful. That's wonderful for mm -hmm, them. Mm -hmm. But God is going to do something for you yeah. where you will never even have to so mm -hmm. much as think or blink about it because there are checks going to come God. in. We call them forth from thank the north, Father. the south, the east, and the west. Yes, and God is doing this to show off 
his faithfulness mm -hmm. because of your faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And you have been exceedingly abundantly faithful to sow and sow and mm -hmm. sow. But God is saying, I'm going to switch gears because now the word is reap and reap and reap mm -hmm. and reap 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 to where you're saying, what is this? Well, this is what was prophesied in this meeting on this Praise day that I was talking to the Lord in the heavenlies and not even know I wasn't even paying any attention to anything that was going on in here. And the Lord said, it is time for you to just walk it out and reap and reap and reap and reap and reap and reap and then reap some more and then reap some more and reap some more and reap some more to where you can't think of what am I going to do with all this? And then he'll give you the idea what to do with all of it because it is such an abundance. It literally is the land flowing with milk and honey where the pomegranates are the size of your head. Grapes are the size of a pomegranate. And it is such abundance that it won't stop multiplying. In Jesus' Praise name, amen, 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 amen. If that's where you need in your finances and you're a sower, don't you dare try and reap where you have not sowed. I can't help you there. But in the name of Jesus, we just call yes. it out of the heavenlies. We give seed to the sower. And if yes. you need seed to be a sower, we call seed to yes. get into your hands to become a sower. And whatever it is right now that you have need of, I am seeing it in the spirit that God is tossing things. It's like he's saying to angels, get a hold of that and toss it and toss it. Richard was in a, a service with Creflo Dollar. He was in New York and he began to see angels that were coming in and bringing baskets yeah, of yeah. healing. They had, and they were dropping it. And the weird thing was that as soon as Richard called it out, Taffy, Creflo's wife, called out the exact same thing. And everything they were seeing, they were saying, they were seeing it, and they were saying it. And it's as though God was finally saying, I've been trying to get this to you. I've been trying to get this to you. And I want you to think in your head, what has God been trying to get to you that maybe you didn't pay any attention to? And right now, I want you to just pray in the spirit and say, God, I'm listening. God, I'm paying attention. What is it you've been trying to deposit? I'll take it. I'll take it. I receive it. I receive it. What is it that you have been sort of, kind of, maybe sort of, sort of, kind of believing God for? And you got in this atmosphere and suddenly it's like the walls broke loose and the heavens broke open. And God said, if you're really believing for it in this atmosphere, he's just tossing it in the name of Jesus. We declare that whatever it is that God has written from the foundation of the earth, from the day he formed you in your mother's womb, yes. whatever it is that God has already preordained and wants for you, he starts depositing if you'll just say, I receive it in yes. this atmosphere. Yes, I, receive I receive it. it. I, I receive see it. it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Finally, I get it. I'm in an atmosphere of faith and I'm within that boundary and that surrounding and I'm in the atmosphere and I'm going to take it. I receive yes. it so that I can be blessed in order to be a blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, woman. I'm so glad Lindsay Roberts is my friend. Oh, I am too. Praise <laughs> I love you. Thank you. Know, you know, I can't get in this atmosphere and not feel like I'm somewhere else. <laughs> I mean that. Amen. I get in this atmosphere and there's a little portion of me that has no idea where I'm at. 
because somewhere God transports us mm -hmm, mm -hmm. into his presence yeah. and honestly it's like you don't know where you're at. Yeah. There are no boundaries. There's just the presence of God. Amen. And all you have to do literally in this place is walk near it. Yeah. And you're in that yeah. atmosphere, that mm -hmm. stratosphere. Mm -hmm. And God is saying, it's always here. I tell you, if there is ever a room where it's always in, it's this one. Praise the Lord. And I'm telling you, something's happening, woman. Mm. Something's happening. And if you need that something, something, it's only your fault if you don't receive it because it's just raining. Yeah. He's dropping it. Amen. Just, in fact, he's tossing yes, it. Yes, yes. So just play catch. Yes. Just play yeah, catch. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I, I catch it. I catch it. I take it. I take it. I take it. How about double-fisted taken? Double-fisted taken. Hallelujah. I take it. 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 People would say, yeah, you look foolish. Yeah, if we weren't releasing faith, we would. But we're releasing faith. We're not just doing this. It's the faith that's being released. It's not just about imitating an action. You release faith with it. Pastor Debbie, you got anything, love? Brother Richard, are you sure? Okay. Hallelujah. I believe in the power of God. It's working in me right now, working for me right now. And when I leave these meetings, I take the power with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at defrayministries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Defray Ministries.